The Naked Brothers Band are the project of the Wolf Brothers, Nat and Alex, who started a band when they were in preschool. Their mother, somebody turned their adventures into a film, which in turn inspired the series. Oh, so this is allegedly like them on some, oh, let's like have a band and make a movie about it. That was some kiddie shit. And somebody was like, ooh. We can, we can do that. They really did that. And it really made a lot. It was like a childhood thing for real, for real. When did they come out? Uh, 
And they have a podcast called One Flex. And so this is her extension pack. But, um, and she has 20 cards all about her aim is to ask questions to shadow your reality and make you reevaluate your existence. That was her synopsis of what the card deck is. But the main pack, and so there's two main packs. This is the second uh, main pack we're going to be playing today. And it's just asking you things on love, life, death, politics, religion, purpose, and career. And then we go into it. So uh, pick either one between you want. Okay. Is human dominion over animals justifiable? Oh, is human is human dominion over animals justifiable? Like human yeah. domination? Huh? Like human, like the way in which we like take over animals? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say yes because it's either us or them, and I prefer us. So that's literally the long and the short of it. I'm not an animal. Like, I don't think people should do things to hurt animals. Like, the idea of people, like, breeding tigers just to murder them is really disgusting to me. I don't like stuff like that. But people who, like, they're just like us, I thoroughly disagree. I thoroughly disagree. I, if it ever came down to a human being and an animal, I'm, all, I'm pretty much always choosing the human being. Well, yeah, I think anything is justifiable uh, to an extent. Uh, like you said, I don't think there's just my uncle to like beat on animals and stuff like that. We say like, well, you kill them. I think you do what you please, and if you can rationalize it, then do it. Um, as you know, that's really how it works. I mean, if you can rationalize it, then you do it. You know, don't tell anyone else. <laughs> you okay. do that shit. <laughs> also, don't tell no one else. If you feel like you can't tell no one else, you probably shouldn't be going out. That too, but you know, if you never told me, I would not know to judge you. You're so funny. Counterpoint. <laughs> um, if you choose this card, you put it like on separate, like on keep it separated, you know? Alright, so the next card is what's something you never do? Um, something I never do is probably eat a human. I can I can think I can honestly say I wouldn't do it, but like, you know, who knows? Like I said, if I can justify <laughs> something I wouldn't do. I don't know. Um, so let's just say you wouldn't do something that means you would, right? Yeah. Because it has to, like, I think like things that I wouldn't do are just things I don't think about doing. Yeah. If I have to say I wouldn't do this, that means you know, in some reality I would. <laughs> so I can't really think of anything that I, I literally would not do. I can think of some things I wouldn't do right away. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Eat a human, murder somebody. Um, Yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> As you said, and that is the extent. Let me go ahead and pull the card. Would you rather be constantly angry or constantly sad? Both of those sound equally depressing. <laughs> yeah. I think I would rather be constantly... Oh, that's so annoying. Like, can I be neither? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. want to be constantly anything. Ang- sound- being constantly angry sounds like a lot of work. Like, because anger just takes work to yeah. be actively mad. So and then with sad, because I think of, like, just being sad and mostly how tired you are a lot when you're sad. Yeah. I'm like, I can't never do I guess anything. being angry does give you energy. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, what way does my anger manifest? You know what? I'm going to interpret this away to give me a scapegoat. As a black woman, I'm naturally just angry because of this societal standards that I am forced to, you know, live up under. So, angry, fine. I just think sadness sounds like a dread. Yeah. Like, to be angry all the time. I've never been angry all the time, but 
that sounds just as tiring. But I think because I don't know it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what this would be an adventure. Like. Yeah, it might, it'd be something new. <laughs> and I think I can do that versus being like angry all the time. Sad all the time. It's not for me, y'all. What makes animal agriculture problematic? Purchasing animals or eating animals? Um, Isn't this kind of like cause and effect though? Like you have to yeah. purchase them and eat them. Well, I guess it's not saying like if we just was like just lack of land, just hunting as you will. Like versus, I guess it's hunting versus going to the grocery store. Oh. Uh, um. Or is it even just the eating of them entirely? Yeah, I'm gonna say like everybody's doing the same thing. I think that they're, they're pretty easy. <laughs> like whether you hunt, I well, I guess this. I will take that back because if you're a Ideally, a person who is hunting hunting for their food is going to use the entire animal. They're going to use the pellet. Like it's going to be sustainable. So I guess that would probably be the better way. So then, the, is it the purchasing that makes you bad, or is it the eating of the animal that makes you bad? Um, if you can, like, I guess it's like if you can say that it's better if we just, you know, don't our own animals versus purchasing it. You create yeah, a balance of like what is bad. Like what is bad? So then you can go to another equation of what is bad and the idea of you've already decided purchasing is bad, but is it bad or worse than just eating the animal? Yeah, I I think that the fact that we I don't I think agricultural farming like you know I mean agricultural um I don't know what do we call animal farming? Agriculture? Oh, it is okay. Agricultural animal farming I think is just really gross and. And not inhumane to the animals, but just really gross the way we treat animals. And I think that um, when you're hunting your own food, that it it, it just necessity. It, I feel like yeah, it's ne- it's necessity over access. Of like you can just I can just buy you know ten chicken breasts because I can, and yeah. so we kill four chickens for no reason. Versus I am hungry and like I'm going to feed my family and then. I mean, I'm gonna stuff. I'm gonna take the feathers and clean those and put them in a coat and all of that other shit. Um, yeah, I think that, I don't think the fact that we eat animals is the problem. I think the way in which we eat them is the problem. Is my answer? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And also, I think there will be far less endangered animals if we were not purchasing them. Yeah. If it was, if there was like, no money to be made. Yeah. If we were just like letting them niggas be as they be. Um, we just separate ourselves from them. I think there'll be far more issues about separating ourselves from animals. Like you say, like in like animals not taking land back basically yeah. for like humans being like, whoa, because there's not this increase of fear. You know what I mean? Because to some extent, we kill the animals in our whole vicinity besides like the birds and yeah. squirrels. But everything else is either is like just not here or we've killed it. And so therefore it's not here. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I don't know, man. Well, I, I guess so, like... I feel like it, I think it's I would choose that I think purchasing the animals was the root of the issue. It's not necessarily eating the animals, but just as a person who's like vegetarian, you know what I mean? Like I I don't think it's necessarily wrong with eating the animals. I think that the whole purchasing and like that loophole and what that created going forward is the issue. Yeah. Um I I think like, you know, back in the day, back in the day, like historically the way we used to farm or whatever, it like you would have, you know, a handful of cows, chickens, whatever, enough to make sure that you have milk, butter, eggs, all of those things in your farm, 
and that like you had enough that you could eat the animals and then like they but they were still reproducing and making more or whatever um and it's like <laughs> but maintaining that for yourself and having a maybe a little bit of surplus if you sell some eggs or you know whatever else forces you to be sustainable it forces you to like put the most that you can not only into your animals but into your land and when you, they do inevitably have to be slaughtered, you're using them for their, again, their full use. Versus <clears throat> we kill chickens now just for the breast and throw everything away. You know? Or, I mean, you know, at different farms and stuff. Or, like, you know, milking cows until their teats get swollen and disgusting. And then, like, you can't eat that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's something that they talked about on the Bubble Effects podcast and something that I like like to reiterate a lot is something we talked about on ours is how we are not meant to be in these like big ass groups of people. Yeah. So it'd be different if they, everyone had their own like community farm. Mm-hmm. Community gardens are a big thing for a reason. Yeah. It's like if everybody had these small sectors of like, oh we have five cows, you know, and we're feeding hundred like, you know, two hundred people, you know, people just like could. Yeah. And then like that goes boom, 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 boom. One, you'll be wasting less animals, and also, like you said, you need to use the full animal because there's not the need of feeding millions and millions of people. And then, if, like you said, like if there are what 200 people in this town and we have 500 cows, the cows get to naturally graze within our town or whatever, yeah. and that helps with the agriculture because they're gonna like shit and all of that. Like it, it helps itself when you kind of do things in a smaller way. It is like the the industrialization and capitalization of the world that I think brought you know farming to what it is now which is just unsustainable uh next question if you could create only three laws for people to live by what would they be and why we talked about this i think we got this question the first time we did it um i don't really have a better answer than i did the first time which is mind your business stay out of other people's business and um don't be a dick um, for me to live by, I would say, uh, yeah, I think it's like, I think choose to, like, act without, um, God, that seems like, I don't know, it's like, I want to be like, don't cause harm, but like, that is so convoluted, you know yeah. what I mean, like, the idea of what harm is, so I'm just like, I don't really... Because I feel like that can be like, oh, you know, I'm not being harmful to you. People say all the time, like, this is mean to hurt your feelings. So like, people act on impact, not on intent. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that can be a thing. Act with an idea of what the impact will be, less of what the intent is. Um, approach to voice. And last but not least, um, throw that ass in the cycle. You know, the law. You gotta throw that ass in the circle. Everybody in the township needs to know how to throw that ass in the circle. Yeah, that one's hard. Like, to just think about just three laws. I don't know. I also don't really like laws. Like, can I come up with guidelines? I feel like that would be better. Isn't it my turn to pick a card? No, it was. Is it unethical to have children? Um, it's kind of is. I can't, like, we've talked about this before. I don't think there are any non selfish reasons to reproduce, honestly. It is more so for your ego, for your, like, want for lineage and all of that stuff to have children. And we, it's not like you're bringing children into a great situation. <laughs> like, even if you were, like, you know, born into, like, a Bill Gates' family or whatever, right? 
Like they still have to live on this planet that is inevitably going to crumble because of global warming. Like you, there's, it, it, it's unethical. I think so. Yeah. Um, it's a little selfish. Yeah, I, I've always said this, and then um, it's always rebutted, like, with, oh, it's our natural desire. And I'm like, regardless if it is, it's still not, you know, correct. And yeah. basically, I don't, I don't think that that's, you know, morally correct. I hate when people say, like, oh, look, look, things happen in nature that we want to stop all the time. <laughs> like, come on. But also, um, I, I, was talking to, I was talking to my friend about this, actually, and I was talking about how... Uh, in stories, like stories from like 19, like, you know, you're talking about stories all the way back then, we portray the future in this romanticized way. I was like, this will be hover cars, this will be all these things. And then you look back at movies like, uh, let's talk back, back to the Future, you look at the timestamp from like the now, and it's like, oh, well, you know, we, we ain't achieving all these hopes and dreams. And I think even looking at books in the future, of, you know, future from 2020, all there's always like this, like, you know, this dystopia future that we presented as, and I think that's the most honest, like, real thing. There are still people then, but like, to what to what point? You know yeah. what I mean? I don't think that's unnecessary to have those, unless it is selfish, unless you do do it. But I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm like, it's definitely unethical. What would you change about yourself? Um. I would change I would change my wanting of other of other people's approval. Um I think that, that is very limiting for me. Um yes. What would I change? I would change um I would, I would want it to be easier to see outside of myself. Mm. If that even makes sense. <laughs> like, you want to be able to empathize with people? I mean, maybe, like, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, to be more empathetic, that, like, that would be a change if we want to get ahead. Naturally. It's not even, like, you know, sometimes you have to think through things. It's mm-hmm. like, I would just, like, my, my muscle memory be empathetic not necessarily I can get there or I understand logically yeah. but you know like I think that's one of those questions we ever ask is it more important the things you think or the things you do yeah and so if I act empathetically or act you know this very like kind way then yeah that's fine but like if you are thinking I'm like I don't know I, yeah. mean, I don't want my thought process to work and just naturally yeah um everything is one of those like I know you were asking some questions and you're like, do we think you ask, do you think human beings are like inherently good or bad or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I always answer that that question. And I think one of the reasons is that I think it's really hard to teach human beings to empathize with other people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we just see that in the way that the world is currently. And like you look at the reason, like people, like for example, I think not to my own horn, but I find myself to be a very empathetic person. Um, feel free to disagree. But um, I was actually just talking to our other sibling about this because, like, I I was like talking to both Izzy and him. I was like uh, saying that, like, oh, I don't think that I receive empathy or care from both of them. And 
but me and him were talking about it like later on like we had had our conversation we're talking about like that talking about um empathy past that and he was saying that it's like he was like that's so fucked up to think that like you really he was like people really he was like i have to think about everybody all mm-hmm. the time he was like like you know you have to consider other people in your decisions mm-hmm. he was like and people just be doing that and I was like, yeah. And I was like, it's so wild to me to think that, like, for both of y'all, that's a concept that y'all don't have. And then I remember, like, well, I never had a life where I was able to not do that. I was always responsible for other people's actions. And so, you know, it, it is second thought to me. Like, it was just like, oh, he, my, our brother was, like, telling me about a time, like, when he, Izzy and Elijah used to go to the same school. And he was saying that, like, he used to have half days and he would, like, go off because my mom didn't know what time he got out of school and hang out with friends. And I was like, so what were you doing with Izzy? And he was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, literally, my mom, I was like, I could not, I was like, if I, if I, she was in my care, I could not just dip off and not know what she was or what she was so doing. so independent at such a young age. People just left me at my own devices. But I, I it is... But there were different expectations of me, right? Yeah. And there are different expectations of people who are socialized as femme, where there's this, there's just this built-in accountability, even if it's just for self, that you have to be accountable for your actions. Um, and then, moreover, for me, just having that, not only was I supposed to be accountable for my actions, but the actions of others, and like having to consider other people and the things that I wanted to do, and not put myself first. Like, that's 25 years of me doing that, though. Yeah. So that's, like, that is why it's, a, I have to remind myself to stop doing that when I'm, like, having an issue. She can tell you. There's been plenty of times where we've been disagreeing, and I've been, like, so I really see your point, and be, like, 30 minutes into talking about why I understand where she's coming from, but never have said the thing that was actually done. And I was, like, bitch, but this is your problem. Well, I think, for me, it's not necessarily in, in the, I think it's, Yes, this empathy issue overall, right? Yeah. But then the other layer to specify it for my own self is not that, uh, like, not thinking about other people. It's not necessarily, it's thinking about what what was my consequences from others by enacting this. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking about other people, but I'm not thinking in an empathetic way. I'm thinking about the person, about what will they do. Like, in action kind of way. You know what I mean? So it sounds like you're, now it sounds like avoiding the avoidance of accountability. Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I mean, I guess so. But it's, um, I thought about the question that I had for my story, and it was talking about, um, what was, I was about, now I just forgot all about it. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, is it, is it more important to have your, you know, in, like, to, to have good thoughts? Like, wh- okay, I guess the question was, what is the point, I think it's one of these like stars, but at what point is it a, uh, in, in, what point are your thoughts immoral, I guess it is like, well, mm-hmm. Like, what point do your um, thoughts hold moral uh, viewpoints or something like that? I forgot the, the way it was worded. But it's one of these flight scars, so check that yourself. Buy it online. Check out Reflex again. Um, but it was just basically, like, at one point, are your thoughts, you know, immoral about your whole actions as a person? Like, what point are you bad? Uh-huh. Like, is it my thoughts to make you a bad person? Was your actions to make you a bad person? Or is it a lump sum of all of that? Or, like, you know, what is really the identification of a bad person? Or if we don't keep it in the binary. Like, keeping this magical binary of the way in which people do treat people. Mm-hmm. Then, like, what is that? Um, 
I think the answer is, I'll say this, I think it depends on the situation. I feel like, honestly, yes, if you are thinking bad things, regardless of your actions, that you are acting, you are, you are still acting bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not correcting those thoughts, if you're not having, like, bad thoughts, knowing that they're bad, and then choosing to pivot, that's a bad thing. I think thinking something bad and then not acting on it makes you better than a person who thinks and then acts on it, but I don't think that that makes you a good person. Um, and I feel like people tend to try to justify, I think there are a lot of people out here, because like, we know these people, we're like, oh, well, you know, I don't I don't treat gay people no type of way, but like you get inside, their, you, you get in the proximity of gay people and the way that you feel about them informs the way that you treat mm-hmm. them. Right? Yeah. And so you are not, you know, going out and saying slurs or beating anybody's ass or anything like that. But now you're being standoffish. You're not incorrectly using someone's uh, pronoun. We're not saying their name. Or you are, like, just being difficult for them to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that person in their head will be like, well, I'm not the person that's doing, going a step further who's, like, acting on their shit in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think our... I, I, I refuse to believe that your thoughts are divorced of your actions. Mm-hmm. So if you're having bad thoughts, you're probably having bad actions. I also, I also agree. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's where I guess where I'm getting to the point of more empathetic naturally. Like, to the point of it reaches your thoughts naturally, not even that you have to correct it. Like, yeah, I don't know if that even is possible. Or I guess it's a possible, not possible quickly. Muscle memory that you have to do over time, and I think it has far less fast payout, therefore, it's not easily captured. Yeah, um, getting to a point where like you don't think negative things or think quote unquote bad things or non positive things is really hard. Um, because I, I don't really think that that's a, I think that you can get to a place where that's not where your mind goes first, second, or third. But, like, you know, your fourth, fifth, sixth thoughts, you know? <laughs> I don't know if that's, like, totally a place that you can clear. It's kind of like I said. It's like, I can't think of something that I literally would not do because for me to say something, that means I thought about doing it, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's that because those are thoughts that you've had in your head at some point, I don't think that they're ever going to go away. It's kind of like how I feel. It's not like what they say about, like, people who are drug addicts. You will never not be a drug addict. That inkling will always be there to lean on that to cope with things. Mm -hmm. But you can get to a place where that's not the first thing you think of to cope with problems. Um, And, but, you know, the the hard stuff is really like, after death, would you, would you relive your life or start as someone else? If I could relive my life and make changes, I would. (laughs) If I could choose who I am starting my life in, if I die and I get the choice between either living my life again or choosing someone else's, like, how, is it a life that has already existed and I'm basically reduplicating that life? Or would it be like I'm going to a whole different body? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't want to be with somebody else. I want to, I will be Oyana, hopefully with all the knowledge that I have as Oyana currently, you know, at whatever point, like, it'd be like a checkpoint thing and we get to start all over again. I don't know. Like, that's, so in the good place, that's kind of how they solve the problem of um, yeah, that's how they solve the problem of like how to get everybody into the afterlife. And, like how do you make people good people? That they get to basically relive simulations of their lives that they had on Earth over again, but with the knowledge that they had the first time, so you cannot make the same mistakes. And I was like, I would, I would like to pref- 
to get to the perfect version of Oyana? I think I would, t- I would fixate too heavily. That's why they say, like, alternate universe, whoever it is. Like, you know, you have, like, time machines. People always fuck shit up. Because, yeah. like, you do one thing differently in the wrong way. And you didn't say well, hello to that one person. So now I'm going to, like, the steps. It's not like once I get to the ex- each checkpoint, I make one decision. You know what I mean? It's every single day, all the little tiny ones. Well, I, I, like, I guess what I'm not, I'm not trying to do reduplicate my life. Oh, okay. That's like yeah, I'm not trying to read like that's the. I said I'm trying to get to the. Best well, I guess that relive your life. It makes me feel like you're reliving yeah. the life you already had. Oh uh, well, I'm like I'm reliving Eliana's life, but like I can I, I can make different choices. Oh. I mean, I, it just made me feel like, I guess, I choose to believe I can make different choices. If I had to live my whole life all over again the same way, I don't know, maybe I would still do that too. I don't know. I, like, I, don't I, really, I guess I don't really want to live someone else's life. I don't have that desire. I don't care. No. I think as long as I can stay internally me, but just go somewhere else, I go to a rich-ass family <laughs> with access, and then I can just like do certain things. That'd be so cool. Yeah, I'd just be myself. <laughs> Name one thing you love about everyone here. We got this one already. Um, I can find some other things I love about you, though, baby. Um, I might have picked the wrong card that one of you would go because I might have used this one and then not done this one. Name one. Um, I love that you are creative. I love that you are inquisitive. Let's see what I love. Uh, yes, I think you're creative. I think you are inquisitive. I think you are extremely caring and loving and very affectionate. I love that you are, um, I'll say the thing that I said last time, I think that you are like, very consistent yet malleable. So you are willing and open to like learning new things, but like you consistently work at the things that you know, and I really just love and respect that about you. Um, I love that you expect the best out of all people, like regardless of like the the degree into which like they have interaction with you. Like, there's never a time that you could tell someone can tell you something. You'd be like, okay, so this bitch, this is what you can do to fix it. Are we really trying to be better? Or are we trying to complain? <laughs> um, it's, it's a bit much sometimes, but you know, sometimes that's what you need. So, yeah. no, I mean.
I feel like I think it, when I think of you, I think of like an innocent child kind of way. Oh my god! I'm like you're just so like not even it's not even that you are pure, but I just envision you in that way. Yeah, and it's very like I think it's so funny because it goes against all the ideals what you know like you as a person I think go against all the ideals of what it means to be delicate, docile, blah blah blah. Um, I won't even call you docile. I'm just like put that in there, but like delicateness and like purity. Uh, just as a black woman, you go against those things. But I was in my brain, like how they switch God to goddess. I think I would be like, Ayana is the is the blueprint. You know what I mean? <laughs> so oh, as far as femininity goes, but still, it should not be one the secular way of femininity. But like Ayana is my vision of what that is, and like when I empower that for myself, I think of you. Aww. And so, but yeah. <laughs> That's so sweet and lovely. I love that. Do you want to do more cards or? Or I mean, we only did like thirty minutes to this podcast. Uh, I mean, we I can do our shitty thing of the week. Or yeah, we can do shitty thing of the week because uh, you go first because mine is well, mine's a little winded, so I'll go first. Um, so trigger warning by phobia to come. Um, so my shitty thing of the week is that yeah, me like most people, am a bipho- I am a biphobic person. Um, and my particular biphobia that I want to talk about today, I have mostly enacted upon myself. Um, I remember it was like, oh, it was not even that long ago. It was maybe a couple weeks ago. And we were talking about some situation where me and Izzy were talking and it was like this couple and I was like, oh man, I don't know fuck. And you were like, oh, but you know, it's too, I think you were saying it was two girls or something. I was like, I don't care. I eat pussy. And you like, we like laughed it off. And then she was like, hey, uh, why don't you say you're bi? And I was like, because I'm not. <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't know. Like After you asked me that question, I was like, just really sitting in why I don't consider myself bi. And I was like, at first I was like, well, because I don't think that I would like really date a woman. And I was like, no, that's not true. <laughs> I was like, that's not true. One, because I have. And two, um, like even in saying like oh I don't think I like that just sounds fucking stupid to say like for what for what reasons would I re- have for not wanting to date women mm-hmm. like I don't actually have any it's just some shit that I would say um and then I was like thinking about the I was like well I also don't like I felt like I am my preference and like physical like physical what I see and am attracted to works often is mass presenting people not necessarily women though, because like oh, I love me some statties. Um, and I was like, well, you know, that's like not I don't I just kind of felt like I was like, I don't want to be that straight girl taking up bi space, like you know, bisexual space, and then like inevitably end up with a guy and be like, so you wasn't really bi. Mm. And I was like, well, does that mean that I wasn't really bi, or does it just mean that the partner that I ended up with was a guy? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't change anything or whatever. Um, and then also feeling like, well, like I'm not like queer queer like I'm not like cool queer I'm not like creative queer I'm not like just like thinking about and like I got through like I was really having this under the journaling about this and I was like bitch why do I mind like talking about like gay people or queer people as if it's like different kinds of Barbies or some shit like they're like I was like there's no there's no there's no monolith to queerliness just like there's no monolith to womanhood or blackness or any other like marginalization or whatever if you are you are right it is, are you, do you, are you attracted to men? Yes. Are you attracted to girls? Yes. 
So then you check the box, bitch. Um, so also, or just even if you're attracted to anybody, any gender outside of your own. Oh yeah. So like yeah. Dude. So um, welcome. You're at Oyana's coming out party. I'm by. Wow, look at that. It's so weird because now I'm going to be like out here not calling you a straight. I feel like that's a personality trait to an extent. Like when I had asked you is why don't you identify as that, I was like, damn, do I want her to? <laughs> then I had to go through that. I mean, shitty thing in the week, right? But no, but then I had to go through like why. I think it's really easy to pigeonhole someone into like perceptions, right? Yeah. Especially if me knowing Ayana my entire life. I've always known her to be straight, even though she will always pop up with a story about like this girl or this girl or this time I had a threesome with them. You know, like all these things that I never even was like, oh, you know, I've always thought it, but I always thought how you said it, I guess. Like I would never see Ayana dating a girl until I've been like, oh, well, she's not, you know, right. Yeah. Even though we have a Kenji scale, I just looked it up now, trying to see, um, to really identify, like, if you can take the quiz, it's on you know, Kinsey scale um, quiz, I guess, <laughs> but it goes from zero to six, and it's, it's zero is exclusively heterosexual behavior, six is exclusively homosexual behavior, and then anything in between those are varying um, with like you know decimals. Um, incidental homosexual behavior is one, more than incidental homosexual behavior is two. Equal amount of homo and uh, hetero behavior is three. More than identical hetero heterosexual behavior is four. Uh, more than incidental, excuse me. Incidental homosexual or the heterosexual behavior is five, and then exclusively um, homosexual behavior. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like various scales on like you know the spectrum. Uh, yeah, take it. I think it's I don't know. This quiz quiz is always funny to think about like what quizzes are built into the society of like, you know, what you're supposed to take in order to further understand yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I always think about how the aren't really like open in certain ways and da 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 and questions, 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 and also to factor ourselves on a quiz level mm-hmm. is not really fluid, <laughs> you know, like, but you know, all these things and all these thoughts are inconsequential. Take the quiz if you wanna, don't take it if you don't. And oh, that was like, you nice to have a place to have a metric for yourself though. Yeah, I think mean, I think it's a human thing to want to have a metric, have a decision to judge and to base off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really good when you first are entering like this identity of like who I am and where do I fit on this scale. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first took it because I, if you check out my Instagram under the oven, I made a whole post about like my bi phobia journey. Um, but when I first took the quiz, I was distinctly trying to like say like oh you know i don't have any heterosexual behavior <laughs> i was lying on that bitch um just to fit this idea that i was true 100 percent lesbian even mm-hmm. though it was like bitch come on you know this is not gonna be like but yeah um it's a lot of shitty things you know we, we live and grow <laughs> um and also i think it's cool that you were i was a part of that journey <laughs> No, but I, you should take the quiz if you, you know, feel it first week. Sure. Um, shitty thing of the week for you? Um, my shitty thing of the week, uh, it's like this small. Oh, I just thought about it right now. <laughs> I thought about it when it happened. And I was like, this is pretty shitty given our rationalizer, which we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at the post office, right? Putting my packages in a mail, writing my labels and stuff like that. I look to my left. So they have the post office door locked. 
And so you can only get in if somebody even leaves out, mm-hmm. which seems like a great method because it's not a bunch of people that's in the post office. Mm-hmm. So there is this older person with a cane, and like you know, I think they look perceivably, you know, old enough where they are in need assistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like, at the door, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I could open the door for them, so they're just like, you know, standing outside. Then I was like, okay, this is other person who's about to leave out. They're about to leave out. They're just finishing up the, the window. They're about to leave out. And I was like, if they leave out, they're already leaving out. And I don't have to leave my spot. Mm-hmm. And so I stay where I was. And then as I predicted 30 seconds later, walking toward the door, I was like, if I had left right here, nothing would have happened. But I was in support. So yeah, shame thing of the week. Uh, I stand in the, I stand in that shittiness because I probably would do it in the future. Yeah. <laughs> um well then that's definitely a shitty thing of the week. We're talking about things we're trying to get better at, girl. I mean we sometimes just, we not identify the things that we're actively just being doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, one of these cars, what was it? It was like thing that you are uh your unpopular opinion that you're oh, yeah, you know, you believe in. See, I think every now and then we need to drop our own because that really shows a testament of what I'm getting into. If you say I'm growing on these things, let me know the things you are wholeheartedly shitty about. Oh, like that I'm just not going to grow on? Yeah, that's the way. I mean, I think we need all shitty things of the week have value is how I see it. Okay, that's true. That's true. Um... I guess the thing was that I'm not willing to work through. I'm just like, I'm embarrassed by it. So, oh, no, I'm not embarrassed. I mean, I'm embarrassed in the sense of like, you know, it's not a, my t- a story I'll tell people to impress them, but it's not something that I'll tell somebody and I don't think they will identify with. I think that's uh, how I, I think that's how I sometimes rationalize mine. Is, well, I don't like that. Okay, so my thing, I hear you when you say that, but I just always um, am thinking like, I don't want to find people who identify with my shitty thing. Yes. Because, like I said, it just it, all you need is to get in camaraderie with people, and you get to slippery sloping it up, sure. and you be like, oh, man, I thought we was just saying that, like, I didn't believe in pronouns. Now y'all saying we should burn gay people? Whoa. How do we end up here? Yeah. All I said, go to the old ladies. Or old people. I don't even yeah, I actually don't don't remember if it was what the gender presenting was at all. I just remember the cane and the, the crippling body. You just laugh at that too. Because it's better to laugh than to like really address your issues. Uh, <laughs> it is who? It is Eldana. It's Izzy. It's, it's a look. 